0: Heyd Míla falta. welcome to the Letter from Ireland show, where we travel in the footsteps of your Irish ancestors, visiting their homelands and telling their stories as they put down roots in so many places around the world. Welcome to the Letter from Ireland show, Series 1, Episode 19. In the show, we like to visit the places of your Irish ancestors and bring their stories to life. Before we start, do remember that any resources or references we mention in this episode, you can find them in the show notes at aletterfromireland.com forward slash 119. Now, I must begin today's show by confessing that the podcast I promised you last week I've changed because I just suddenly realized Christmas is upon us. So instead, we will be dealing with all things Christmassy in this episode. So, I seek forgiveness before I begin. It is beginning to feel a lot like Christmas in these parts. The airports are already getting busy as recent emigrants return home to be with their families over the festival period. And we can hardly wait because we count our own two children among them. Well, I'm sure you can guess that Christmas is the theme of our letters today. And why not? Isn't it almost upon us? The weather is getting Christmassy too. Looking at the weather forecast last night, the country is under a blanket of snow for the next few days. Oh, but sadly here in Ireland, the snow never lasts for long and has gone in the blink of an eye which for me as a child made those snowy days all the more magical. Speaking of magic and Christmas, in our home we have a few Christmas rituals that are dear to our family's hearts, and I look forward to sharing our Irish Christmas traditions with you in our second letter today. But first, how about the man himself, Santa Claus or Saint Nicholas? Well, I have to tell you, It's amazing what Mike and I discover when we're on our travels around Ireland. And in our first letter, we're going on a journey to a special part of Ireland to share with you a wonderful discovery that we made there. What has this to do with Santa Claus? Well, you'll never guess. Would you like to hear more? So let's start then with our first letter entitled St. Nicholas of County Kilkenny. Cast your mind back do you remember being a child coming up to Christmas? For most of us, it was a wondrous time. And maybe you are still lucky and you can see that wonder in the eyes of your own children or grandchildren. In our house, among the very many preparations for Christmas, there was a focus on getting onto the nice list and staying off the naughty one. You know whose list I'm talking about, of course. Good old Santa Claus himself. Now, Mike and I are older, wiser, and just a little more sceptical. But we were both delighted and surprised to recently come across the final resting place, wait for it, of good old Santa Claus himself. Now, what do you think of that? Well, let me explain. A while back, we were on the road to County Kilkenny, and we were researching a homelands feature for one of our green room members whose ancestors had come from that county. We were close to Thomastown, just south of Kilkenny City, and a sign caught our eye. And this is what it said. Newtown Jerpoint, the lost town. Now, that sounded like it was worth a detour. And as this is Ireland and things happen fairly spontaneously, inside 30 minutes, We were on a guided tour led by joe connell the local farmer who had inherited this same lost city of newtown Jerpoint. joe had recently brought the farmland at auction and he knew nothing of the farm's great history at that time imagine his surprise when he learned of the farm's illustrious past as he showed us around the farm he pointed to the remains of a town that had been abandoned for the past 500 years Okay, not quite a Pompeii, but not far from it in the middle of the rolling hills of Kilkenny. The town grew in prominence during the late medieval times, and I wonder if you can guess the reason why it was so popular. Well, this town was famous for one very particular reason. Pilgrims arrived from all over Europe to visit what they believed were the remains of St. Nicholas of Myra, Yes, the pilgrims flocked here to see the resting place of old Santa Claus himself. Joe was kind enough to give us the following background. Saint Nicholas was born about 260 AD in what is now Turkey. The poor knew him throughout the land for his generosity, his love for children and being associated with ships, the sea and sailors He was eventually consecrated Bishop of Myra just miles from his hometown where he died in 343 AD. Images of Saint Nicholas in paintings, icons, statues, collectibles and stained glass often show him with three bags or balls symbolising the three bags of gold that he tossed through the chimney of the home of a poor man in his village for the daughter's dowry and so that the family would not be sold as slaves. So St. Nicholas was also seen as a gift giver. Over the years, St. Nicholas became patron of many places and people. Indeed, many churches are dedicated to him as well. Would you believe that St. Nicholas is the third most popular subject of icons in the church, with only Jesus and the Virgin Mary having more representations? Sure, maybe you have a Nicholas or a Nicola in your own family. Do write in and let me know. Well, this was all very surreal for Mike and I. As Joe provided us with this background, we stood in a small graveyard outside the ruined medieval church called St. Nicholas's, of course, on Joe's rural Irish farm. And in front of us was a slab depicting the saint himself with two Norman knights at his shoulders. So how, we wondered, did his remains end up in this quiet field in the middle of Ireland? So Joe went on to tell us. The story goes that following St. Nicholas's death, his remains were moved to the city of Bari in Italy. And it was during the time of the Crusades and the knights of the t- at that time, they put a high stock on preserving the relics of saints and other icons. One version of the story talks of a family that moved Saint Nicholas's remains from Myra to Bari, and these were the Norman the Frenet F R A I N E T family, who held lands around Bari. However, the family were eventually forced to leave Bari, and they retreated back to their French lands near Nice in the south of France. And this is where we pick, pricked up our ears. The Norman de Frenés also held lands, yes, near Thomastown in Kilkenny, the very lands we were standing on. And St. Nicholas's remains were eventually moved to the field in which we were standing, a safe part of inland Europe that was free from the marauding invaders at that time. I do believe, you know, that this de Frené family we eventually came to know as de Frené, F-R-E-Y-N-E, or Fréin, F-R-E-Y-N-E, Are sometimes called Freeny F-R-E-E-N-Y. However, back to the tale now. Over the following decades and centuries, the presence of the remains of St. Nicholas in these parts became widely known. And a whole town grew to service the needs of the accompanying pilgrims. This town was called Newtown-Jerpoint, and it thrived right into the 1600s, but then went into decline for unknown reasons, lost in the mists of time. Today, I suppose you could call us the new pilgrims who have begun, begun to visit this fascinating place in the company of such a wonderful host as Joe O'Connell. Over the years and centuries, the story of St. Nicholas has merged with many other myths and stories from around the world and developed into the Santa Claus that we know today. I knew we'd get to see him if we waited up long enough. Many thanks to Joe O'Connell of Newtown Jerpoint for showing us around his remarkable farm. And how about you? How do you and your family celebrate Christmas in your part of the world? And so that brings us to the end of our first letter. I hope you enjoyed the story of our discovery of St. Nicholas's resting place. You never know what you'll find when you wander down the road less travelled, as we discovered in County Kilkenny. I still remember our trip to Joe's farm and standing up on a height, looking down on green fields as they rolled away towards the river. To help you imagine the lost city, he had a representational drawing done and erected nearby. But you know his enthusiasm alone was enough to fire our imaginations And we had no problem at all imagining the place in the medieval ages. Well, now on to our second letter. Some of our listeners on the podcast and on the Letter from Ireland show have been asking about what Christmas is and was like here in Ireland and the traditions and customs associated with this time of the year. Maybe you too are wondering what we Irish get up to at Christmas. So, why don't we dive straight in and I'd like to share some of our own family traditions from County Cork with you all. Perhaps as you listen, you'll recognise a tradition or two that has travelled from Ireland years ago and has been passed down the generations in your own family. So, let's begin with the second letter entitled, An Irish Christmas. As I get older, I realise that we have not just Christmas time in Ireland, but a whole Christmas season. I often get asked about Irish customs and traditions, and I'm sure you have a few in your own house. So today, I'd like us to take a journey through some of the main Irish traditions and customs here in Cork. See which ones you recognise and share. December the 8th is the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, and that marks the official start of Christmas in Ireland. It was the day when many farming families came to the towns and cities to spend their money in preparation for Christmas. And from that time on, it was okay to put a Christmas tree up in your house or hear a Christmas song on the radio. Also, many of the owl fellows would be off the drink for the month of November. That was, you know, a shorter time and a shorter sacrifice than Lent. And so many of the Christmas parties would start from this time too. The few days before Christmas mark the first of many homecomings. We will be up at the airport welcoming our own son and daughter back for Christmas. And it is striking just how many single young men and women come through arrivals from cities across the UK and continental Europe. Immigration still has a strong grip on Ireland. With everybody home and settled, eyes turn to the Christmas dinner menu. There'll be some smoked salmon on the table for the morning and dinner will be a roast goose. This is very traditional in Ireland, even though turkey has become favorable now. Roast potatoes, Brussels sprouts, whether you like them or hate them, along with a spiced beef. And the spiced beef is a cork tradition and then a honey glazed ham. Plenty of food to last into the lazy days after Christmas Day. Many people finish work here on Christmas Eve or sometimes the day before. As it gets darker on Christmas Eve night, we'll light this Christmas candle and place it in the window. Lighting the Christmas candle brings back fond memories of my own father to me. We always had a busy run up to Christmas being shop owners, but the ceremony around the lighting of the candle, the prayer and then the showering of all present in holy water signaled the start of our own family Christmas. So we keep that tradition still going in our own family. Every generation adds their own traditions and one that has evolved over the years in our family is an extended family get together in one home. Ours, I think it's going to be this year on Christmas Eve. This is when the smallies or the young children will open some gifts as they wait for Santa to come with their real presents later that night. This year, we might head off to Midnight Mass and sleep in then a little later on Christmas morning. Christmas Day feels like the stillest time of the year. It has a feel to it that we closely guard and preserve. A time for family, sharing around the table, telling a few stories and reminiscing. The next day, it's all action and it's known as St. Stephen's Day here in Ireland and a day of sport. The Ran boys, spelt W-R-E-N after the bird, are out and about visiting the houses. Traditionally, ran boys call to the door, dressed in disguise, looking for money and carrying a dead bird and a stick. Nowadays, there is no dead bird, thankfully, just good fun. In Dingle, in County Kerry, they still dress in the traditional straw costumes, play instruments and parade down the main street. Another tradition here in our part of West Cork on St. Stephen's Day's morning is... Road bowling. We also have a local hunt or two crossing over the nearby fields. The sound of the bugle, the dash of the bagels and the red jacket riders make a spectacular sight on a frosty Saint Stephen's Day. Pity the poor fox, although he is clever too, and sometimes he hides out in our land where the hunt is forbidden. The afternoon contains many more sporting fixtures as everybody tries to work off the Christmas pudding oh that reminds me i forgot to mention the christmas pudding earlier and this is a tradition that falls to my hands and has been passed down to me my mother had a special pudding recipe that charmed all who tasted it instead of the heavy dark treacle pudding that everybody was used to and expected from time immemorial hers was light and scrumptious Now that she is unable to make the plum puddings, the orders from the family puddings come thick and fast to our home. I love making them and continuing this family tradition. I won't say what I add in, but sometimes puttine features. Christmas goes on until January 6th here in Ireland. Sometimes this is known as women's little Christmas. However, in reality, people are usually well back to work at that point and getting stuck into a brand new year. It is the day when the decorations officially come down, lights and trees, and the house seems strangely bare. But there is a little more light in the evening sky and our attention turns to springtime and the land waking up again. Christmas really is a precious time, and I do hope that the Irish Christmas customs and traditions live for many years to come. Well, we've come to the end of our Christmassy show and the end of our letters. And I do hope you enjoyed hearing about our trip to St. Nicholas's Resting Place in the lost town of Newtown, Jerpoint. When you're next in County Kilkenny, and I hope you do get to visit, you must drop into Joe and see the place for yourself. And what did you think in our second letter of our Irish Christmas traditions? And our Irish Christmas traditions, are they different from your own or do we have some in common? Do you have a special Christmas tradition that's dear to your own heart? Do write and let me know. Well, here is one that we can all share. How about we finish the letter today learning to say Happy Christmas in Irish. So here goes. To say Happy Christmas in Irish, we say "Nolig, Chana Díof. Nolig, hana, Díof wishing you and your family a very happy Christmas and peaceful new year. Well, that's it for this week, and I do hope you've enjoyed listening to the Letter from Ireland show, where we bring your Irish ancestry to life. Finally, remember, all the show notes for this podcast are available at a letterfromireland.com forward slash 119. And to you all, Nolig Hanna Díof galar. Just before we go, thanks again for listening. And if you've enjoyed today's Letter from Ireland show, we invite you to check out our special membership area called The Green Room. You can find full details of The Green Room at a greenroom forward slash green room. And remember there, green room is all one word. The Green Room is the essential resource for anyone at any stage in researching their Irish heritage. It's where we delve into all the good stuff to help you break down those brick walls and connect the pieces in your Irish Ancestry puzzle. You get access to online genealogists, extensive research tools, quick win training, as well as member only access to JohnGrenham.com and a supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback and advice. The Green Room is the perfect place to be for anyone starting or continuing their Irish ancestry search. So do come and join us at aletterfromireland.com forward slash Green Room. Well, that's it for me, and I'll be back next week with another installment of The Letter from Ireland show. Look forward to chatting with you then. Slawn Karina.